It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app today and join me next Wednesday at five to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Reds fans, and welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, we were all set to talk about a one nothing walk-off Jesse Winker hit. And a victory for the Reds, a winning homestand against the Cubs and the White Sox. However, the top story has been hijacked. Shortly after the end of yesterday's game, it was announced that Joey Votto had fractured the thumb on his left hand, which he was hit by a pitch in the fourth inning of yesterday's game. Now, he stayed in the game for about an inning and a half, trying to play through it said that in the post-game interview that he thought he was being a baby and then come to find out he had actually broken his thumb. He thought it was just a situation like where you'd stub your thumb in a in the door or something like that and it was just going to go away. But he said that he couldn't grip the bat. He was having a hard time putting the glove on. And then it was pretty apparent. And x-rays showed that he broke his thumb. So we are going to talk about what that means for the Reds Here in just a moment, I also want to talk about that game. I want to talk about the rising stardom of Jesse Winker and 
at just how awesome he has been. And then we'll take a brief look as well at the upcoming slate of games in Cleveland as the Reds and Indians look to wrap up the Ohio Cup. Before we get into all that, though, make sure that you're following the podcast on whatever app you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone for comments, questions, reactions, whatever you've got. 513-549-0159. Tomorrow's episode is going to be a Jeff's Junk Mail episode, and we got a lot of great stuff to get to. It's going to be jam-packed. See if you can get in on the action as well. 513-549-0159. All right, so topic 1A. Today, Joseph Daniel Votto is going to be out for what they are surmising to be around three to four weeks. That's what David Bell said in his press conference in a way. Joey didn't want to make any sort of comment on the timeline or anything like that. He said that's up to the trainers and the medical staff and, and, and for David Bell. So three to four weeks is what we're looking at. This roster isn't super deep. You you don't have to look very far to understand that there is no true backup second baseman. There's no guy waiting in the wings that can step in and take the reins. Calling on the minor league coordinators to maybe try out Reese Hines or Austin Hendrick at first base, maybe get him going there so that in a couple of years they can step in whenever Joey retires. But I I don't see uh, anybody that is actually close to the major leagues as being a viable first base option. So then you got to look into the outside the box strategies. I had a post up and I was actually all ready to talk about this today about Shogo's return. I have a post at LockdownReds.com talking about what the Reds could do whenever Shogo returns. We can now expand upon that with Joey Votto being out because they got to think outside the box here. And my first thought, and and, and I've got a couple of these that I want to run through real quick. My first thought is something I talked about a lot during the offseason, and that is move Jesse Winker to first base. That way, you still get your whole outfield in. You can have Shogo play left, Senzel play center, vice versa, whatever you want. If you want to play matchups with right-handed pitchers, maybe you could put uh, Senzel at second base and Naquin in left. Or, I I don't know, that would open up some interesting possibilities because I think Jesse could field it there. I know that he hasn't played any first base. I'm not suggesting that I have some sort of inside knowledge that tells me, yes, Jesse has played first base. You just didn't see it. No, I know. He, He hasn't done that. I don't think it's that hard of a position to learn, though, when it comes to the rest of the diamond. Sure, I think you've got to have some instincts, and we've seen Joey make some pretty nice plays on reactions and stuff, but I think Jesse has some decent reactions. The biggest question with Jesse's fielding is his range, and I don't think you have to have a ton of range to be a first baseman. I think he could fit in fine there at first base, but with the shortness of this, uh, it's, it's funny to think because in the terms of a baseball season, this is not a long time to be without a key player, but for a team like the Reds that is just on the precipice, we feel like this season is on the edge of a knife. This team is going to be fun all year. I firmly believe that, but if they are going to contend for a division championship, they can't have too many of these injuries. And with Joey going down to be creative to work around his time out of the lineup 
is going to be so crucial. Jesse Winker is a possibility. You could also look at Nick Castellanos, who, again, not the best of range out in the outfield. He could probably play first base, although he's already been tried in the infield at third base, and he wasn't all that good, although it's a big gap between good fielding third baseman and good fielding first baseman. So I think that could work. You can also just move Moose over. I really don't want to see Kyle Farmer out there every day at first base. I think he can play it fine defensively. Offensively, he's kind of shown to be a liability so far this season. And I know that there's that still that uh, platoon split that he looks phenomenal. I still just think that he is a utility guy. Late inning defensive replacement. Some guy to take advantage of double shifts and all this other stuff. I, I don't I don't want to see him out there every day at first base. So I want the Reds to get creative with this. And having Shogo back, who we've continually heard reports that it's going to be probably at the end of this week, is going to be huge. And it's one of the reasons that I think the Reds have been playing Nick Senzel at second base here recently is to try to see how versatile he can be. And he was fine at second base. He was no better or no worse than what Jonathan India has given to them. In fact, as he was coming up through the minor leagues, I'll reiterate this for anybody that didn't hear it during the offseason, whenever I made my case for Nixon Zell to at least get some time at second base, whenever he was coming up through the minor leagues, scouts were saying he was a plus defender at second base. So I think that that is an option. So thinking outside the box, it's been something that I've talked about a lot with David Bell and trying to get him to understand. I know he's an avid listener, but trying to get him to understand if he wants to get that contract extension, he's got to think outside the box with this roster that really when you look at the infield outside of Joey Votto, it's just full of third baseman. You got to be out outside the box thinker when it comes to all that. All right, so let's talk about this win. Let's talk about Jesse Winker and what he did for this team. Let's talk about Sonny Gray and the day that he had on the mound where he absolutely dominated. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. But first, I wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Lockdown Reds once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listened to here here every day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find just fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Be sure to join me next Wednesday at 5 p.m. as we wrap up the Pittsburgh series and look ahead as the Reds travel out west to Colorado. I'll be hosting a room that day at 5 p.m. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices, and be sure to create a profile by linking your Twitter and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Jeff Carr with three F's to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning on being live, like I said, next Wednesday at 5 p.m. 
Can't wait to hear everybody's voice then and talk with you about the Reds. I'll see you there. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk sports. And did you know that when it comes to auto parts, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake pads and tail lamps and turn lights. They've even got carpet for your car. Check them out today, RockAuto.com. And when you're in the checkout section in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff sent you from the Locked On Reds podcast. That's RockAuto.com. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need. All right, Joey Votto injury news aside... The Reds did win a game yesterday, and that was going to be the big story because Jesse Winker walked him off. Bases loaded in the bottom of the 10th, and DeWink delivers the hit that gets the Reds the win. All right, I know that's that's a lot of does, but the Reds won off of uh, timely hitting from Jesse Winker in a game where there wasn't much hitting to speak of because both starting pitchers for the Reds and White Sox were dominant. Sonny Gray had an amazing day going seven innings and just pitching lights out. He shut down the White Sox lineup and all told when the uh, dust settled had eight strikeouts compared to just four base runners, two hits and two walks on the day scattered them perfectly. Now on the other side, Dallas Keuchel was keeping the Reds at bay too. He only gave up two hits. He did allow three walks, and he only struck out one hitter. But there were so many groundouts. My goodness. 14 groundouts induced by Dallas Keuchel. It was phenomenal. It just seemed like any time he threw a ball to the plate, it was a ground ball. And it was hilarious because the game started in such a favorable way for Reds hitters because Nick Senzel and Jesse Winker combined to force Dallas Keiko to throw 16 pitches to both of them. Senzel walked and Jesse Winker hit a single. And I thought from then on, I'm like, okay, the Reds are really going to get going in this game. And then the very next at bat, Joey on the third pitch swings and hits a ground ball straight to Jose Abreu, who had he actually kept his foot down on the bag, would have had a double play because he threw it home and it was an easy tag out of Senzel, which kept the game scoreless. And literally from that point until the 10th inning, the Reds didn't have a better scoring opportunity. It wasn't until the bottom of the 10th when the bases were loaded and Jesse was up to bat that you thought, hey, the Reds could score this time because they were just absolutely shut down. Great pitching performance from both sides. But then TJ Antone came in for 
Sonny Gray and absolutely looked like the dominant TJ Antone that we all knew he could be. He he did whatever he wanted with his breaking pitches and his fastball was high in velocity and he was able to locate it up in the zone right where the hitters were unable to get to it. It, it was a phenomenal day for him and then Lucas Sims came in and shut the door there in the top of the 10th inning. Just a great pitching day all around for the Reds. And honestly, early on, the fielding looked pretty good too. I mean, even uh, you, you look at a couple of really nice plays made by Jonathan India at second base. He looked the part of a veteran second baseman yesterday. So it's going to be interesting to see how they approach his playing time. Now that show goes back and, and they've shown that Sinzel can play second base how that's all going to work out. I had some thoughts on that at LockdownReds.com. But overall, I think it's a good problem for the Reds to have. Now, hopefully the uh, players can conform to whatever system they're about to create because I know it seems like they should just be chess pieces that fit on the board exactly how we all want them to. And if they're supposed to platoon, well, then they're supposed to platoon. And whenever they play, they're supposed to be awesome. But these are human beings we're talking about. If you're talking about an intermittent schedule, you got to make sure that everybody's on the same page. So that's going to be the challenge for David Bell. But Jesse Winker, a multi-hit game on a game where most guys weren't getting any hits is just another testament to what he has been for this team and and the career, uh, just the upward arc that he is experiencing over these last two years. And I know the 60 game sample size was small and this season there's only been a month. So you're not talking about that big of a sample size, but if you kind of smush them both together, what he's done this year compared to what and combined with what he did last year, that's about a half season worth of, of performance. And in that half season, he's hitting with a 291 batting average, getting on base at a 396 clip, and he's slugging 578. I'll take that all day, every day. And in fact, Baseball Reference has his 162 game averages saying that based on his first five years in the league, he would average about 24 home runs based on the production that he has given. Now, it's going to be interesting to note that until this point, he has never had more than 340 at-bats. The the most at-bats he's had in a season was 338 in 2019. He had 384 plate appearances. So when he gets past that number, then we're really going to know, is he taking that next step? And I think that he is. I think that next year, we're going to be looking at Jesse Winker as one of the stars of this team and one of the key players in the national league. I I, I don't think that that is a stretch to say at all. Jesse Winker has been absolutely phenomenal and I've been so happy to see his career development. And I think it's only going to get better from there. I mean, he has just been absolutely a revelation for a lineup that last year desperately needed it. And this year, has kind of leaned on him and Castellanos to be the two leaders, the two guys that stir the drink, the straw that stirs the drink, if you will. Jesse Winker is one of those straws. 
All right, coming up, I want to talk a little bit about this upcoming series with Cleveland. We're going to look at the pitching matchups and where Cleveland is right now in their season. But before we get into that, speaking of players on the rise and, and Jesse Winker being one of the straws that stirs the Reds' drink, if you want to invest in a guy like that and make some cash off of his performances, I know the exact right place for you to go. Sports Trade. SportsTrade.com takes fantasy sports and combines it with the stock market. Think of it as like Robin Hood for fantasy sports. Based on player performances and supply and demand, you can make cash off of your sports knowledge today by investing in players. You can buy as much stock as often as you like in each individual player, whether you want to fill your portfolio with penny stocks when it comes to like the rookies with high upside, or if you want to get a bunch of blue chip stocks in vet players who are always solid performers, you can build your portfolio however you like at sportstrade.com. Head on over there today, watch their how it works video and set up your profile to start making cash off your sports knowledge at sportstrade.com. And if you want to go even further making money off of your sports knowledge, I got another place for you, betonline.ag. They're the only sports book that I trust when it comes to my sports wagering, and they've got all the best lines, whether it's Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, or even reality shows. If you want to bet on something like that, I don't really get into all that, but if you like reality show betting or award show betting, they've got you covered. BetOnline.ag, you can set up your profile today and type in the promo code Locked On to get 50% added onto your initial deposit. That's BetOnline.ag with the promo code Locked On. You can go there today, check out the game lines. They've also got great prop bets on each game going on, whether it's MLB or NBA. You can bet on if Eugenio Suarez is going to hit a home run tonight and so much more. Check it out today, betonline.ag. Set up your profile and type in the promo code Locked On to get 50% added onto your initial deposit and get off the bench and get in the game and start making money off of your sports knowledge. That's betonline.ag and the promo code Locked On. The battle for the Ohio Cup continues this weekend up in Cleveland as the Reds take a trip up north to see if they can finish out the Ohio Cup victory. They currently lead the series this season 2-1. to The last time that the Reds actually won the Ohio Cup was in 2014. Since then, it's been all Indians. In fact, over the last three years, they have won 10 of 14 games. Just absolutely dominant. And they've been super dominant at home throughout the franchise's rivalry. When it comes to the Reds and Indians, the Reds going up to Cleveland has never been kind to them. So the Reds are kind of up against it when it comes to history and the Ohio Cup and all that good stuff. Friday night, you've got Wade Miley going up against Zach Plesic, who Plesic is a pretty good pitcher. He's had a mixed bag of results so far this year, but he is not 
a pitcher that you can just overlook. Saturday, we'll see Aaron Savale pitching against Luis Castillo. Savale's been a little bit of a revelation for the Indians this season. We'll talk about him in just a moment. And then on Sunday, it's currently listed as TBD. I've got some good news for you, though. Shane Bieber just pitched yesterday, so he's not pitching on Sunday unless they decide to pitch him on four days rest, which that would just be unfair because we've already done that. We've already seen that song and dance and how it goes for the Reds. So it looks like they're going to miss Shane Bieber this go around. But kind of taking a look at the uh, pitching profiles for the Friday and Saturday starters for the Indians, Zach Plessick's mixed bag of a 2021 so far can be directly tied to the fact that his slider and his changeup seem to have uh, been a bit of a regression uh, since last year. Last year, his slider generated swings and misses on 42% of the sliders that he threw. This year, it's only 26%. Now, again, small sample size, all that good stuff, but it's a little bit telling that hitters are taking a lot more of the slider and making contact with it, as well with the changeup. Last season, he saw a 35% whiff rate on his changeup. This season, 19. Now, his curveball is seeing a tick up, and actually his curveball has been pretty decent so far this year, but his fastball, his slider, and his changeup have not been as good. In fact, his fastball and his changeup are just getting blasted by opposing hitters. That's where everyone is making their hay against Zach Plessick, so hopefully the Reds can make some hay on Friday night. Saturday is a bit of a different story. Aaron Savale has had a nice start to the season. And when you look at why, he has a six-pitch mix. That's right, six. He's got a four-seamer. He's got a cut fastball. He's got a sinking fastball. He's got a curveball, a slider, and a split finger. That is quite an arsenal to throw at opposing hitters. And they've all been pretty decent. Like you don't look at any one of his pitches and say, oh, that is the one that they need to go for. Now, his slider's not been great, but every other pitch has been just exactly what he wants. He's not getting the strikeout rate like he did last year. It's right now he's only striking out at a 18% clip, but at the same token, he doesn't walk people either just slightly below league average at 7.8%. So his ERA of 3.2 is right around where they expect his ERA to be. He's not getting that lucky, if lucky at all. And Savali is just another uh, example of the pitching farm system that the Indians have, the absolute just machine that continually churns out great pitchers for the Indians. And of course, we'll we'll see that bullpen that has Emmanuel Class A and uh James uh Karinchak. So it's going to be a test for the Reds lineup that's not going to see Joey Votto. Hopefully Nicholas Castellanos will be back. He was a late scratch before Wednesday's game. Hopefully that was just precautionary and he'll be ready to go. The Reds begin a long stretch of games. They don't have another off day for 17 days. So hopefully they enjoy today. They're going up. So the Indians actually are coming into this series with a measure of success. As their game on Wednesday against the Royals, they were down 4-0 after the fifth inning. 
They scored five runs in the final four innings to win that game. The And that's the interesting part about that. That was Shane Bieber that was pitching on Wednesday. And the uh, Royals were actually able to tag him up for a couple of hits, uh, like nine hits, and a couple of runs. One of them were unearned. But the lineup was able to bail him out and get the win. We'll have to see what they do here on Thursday. But looking forward to the conclusion of the Ohio Cup this weekend up in Cleveland. Now, tomorrow, we are going to shift gears. We're going to do a Jeff's Junk Mail episode because I'm behind. Didn't have a Jeff's Junk Mail segment last week, so we got to do some catching up. Get your questions in, your comments, reactions, whatever you've got. 513-549-0159 or hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Locked On Reds for the show's Twitter. Also, make sure you're following the podcast on whatever app you're currently listening to. Thank you so much for downloading today's episode and listening, though. I appreciate you very much. I hope to talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.